What are we doing for lunch? I don't know. Burger bar? <laughs> and beer? Everything at one. Yeah, me too. I want to do it drunk. Welcome back to Adult Harder, the advice show for people who aren't very good at adulting. Oh, wow. And who think maybe I should adult a little better. Yeah. And we can tell you how to adult harder. Every week. Every week we were like, hey, here's how you adult harder. It seems like it, at least. We're very, yep. I'm Clayton Smith. Hey, I'm Ryan Smith. And we are back for part two of our very first two-part episode on getting and uh, maybe even keeping that jab. It's important. You it know, is important. It's one, of those, it's one of those skills that people need because... Sometimes you have to have a job if you want to survive in the world. Sometimes you, sometimes when you work a job, they give you money. Yeah. And sometimes you can exchange some of that money for things like food, mm-hmm. whiskey. Yeah. All the essentials. That's where all of my money goes. Yep. So Oof. last week, we talked about how to get a job. This week, we're going to talk about how to be a good employee and how to keep your job. In a little bit, we're going to have Val back on. She's our HR expert, as you may recall from last week. I do recall. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the things that she's seen in the workplace, um, some stories about employees maybe not living up to their best potential. Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, and you probably did because this is probably the number one most popular podcast I would say in the world. Uh, yeah, for sure, definitely, yes. But if you didn't, you might want to go back and give that a listen first for a little context, um, because it was a very good episode, and uh, that's all I have to say about that. I would say, <laughs> really I, selling it. Here. I would say I would say possibly one of the best episodes in the history of broadcasting. Oh, that's better. Mm. Oh, I should have said that. Mm. Okay, yeah. What Ryan said. So go back and listen to that. If you have listened to that, let's get going and uh, teach you how to keep keep hold of that new job you just got with Abs- all our great advice. Absolutely. You ever lost a job? Uh, I have not. I have considered losing a job a couple times. I'll tell you that, uh, but no, I've never, uh, I've never been fired. I've never. Uh, I don't think I've even come close to being fired. Quite frankly, very surprising to me. Right? You seem very fireable. Yes, yeah. I was thinking that too. Um, how about you? No, never well, fired. That's why we're experts very good on this stuff. subject. Yeah, because we because we very good at keeping jobs. Not the best at podcasting, but nope. we're doing great. <laughs> And we're even sober this time. Uh, I know. It's terrible. Just terrible. Well, anyway. Anyway. So, one of the things... Val's going to talk about, like, real tips on how to keep your job and how to be a good employee. Uh, I want to talk, while it's just you and me here... Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how you could be a good good coworker to your coworkers. Sure. And maybe, more importantly, how to not be a bad coworker to your coworkers. For example... Please. I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but across from my office, here where we work, there's a microwave... Yeah. And the other day... I've seen it before. Mm-hmm, Looks mm-hmm. good. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's boxy. Yeah. Heats things. Yeah. The other day, I'm sitting in my office, and I start to detect a strange odor. Oh, boy. And I walk out into the hallway near the microwave, and I see that one of our colleagues has decided to microwave some fish no, for lunch. Get out. You ever smelled microwaved fish, Ryan? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I've probably lived through that at least once or twice in my life. Luckily, I didn't smell it that day, so I was pretty good. There are few smells I can think of that are worse and more offensive to the nostril than microwaved fish. Microwave skunk. I don't know. 
I don't know. I would say toss up. All right. Never smelled it. Never put a skunk in the microwave. Sure. But I don't advise doing it. It seems very cruel. It does seem like the wrong way to treat animals. For definitely. Sure. Yeah. But if you did it, I bet it probably wouldn't smell much worse than uh, <laughs> microwave fish. It's so bad. And so fish is already kind of a dicey smell sometimes. Well, like, especially for you because be. you're not you're not like not a, a huge right. fish fan. Yeah. So yeah. the smell of it to me is kind of meh, you know. And, and I was going to say, and given your um, recent issues with seafood in general, I'm surprised uh, you even take part in some Any PTSD when I get some uh, seafood I now. I believe it. I smell that fish, that microwave fish, and I reach for <laughs> my EpiPen just in case. <laughs> but, um, so fish already sometimes can smell a little, you know, yeah. it's, a little, it's a little touch and go with, the, with that scent. Mm. You put that stuff in the microwave. And here's a question. Okay. Why would you microwave, in what, under what circumstances, Ryan, would you, as a human being, yeah. who is, you know... Not a sociopath. Okay. Under what circumstances would you microwave fish? Um, I wouldn't. Correct. Ever. That's never, the right answer. Never. Yeah. Never. Because here's how you make fish, right? Yeah. You either eat it raw, and that's called sushi, friends. Delicious. Or you could like fry it. Yeah. You could bake it. Yeah. You could sear it. Grill it. You could grill it. Yeah. You could what? Else? You could boil it. <laughs> People boil fish. Steam it. I don't Steam know. fish uh, for sure. Probably. Maybe boil it. Maybe. You could Weird. put it, but you could press it between two hot bricks. Okay, yeah. Cook it up that way. Yeah, you could cook fish a lot of different ways. The only way I think that it's not okay for you to cook why is microwave. Why would you microwave a fish if it's? First of all, I understand the microwaves in the workplace are for leftovers, heating them up. Sure, correct. Yeah, no, for sure. I, you ever had reheated fish? No, Even if you like, no, <laughs> reheat it on a stove. No, it's like it's gross. Yeah, it's once. Here's the thing about fish. <laughs> Tell me the thing about fish. Here's my two cents on the subject. All Number right. one, you buy it, you cook it either that day, maybe the next day. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, don't bother buying it. Right. Or at very least freeze it and until you And even that is like, like it's never quite the same. What right? about a box of fish sticks? Yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> Those are great all the time. <laughs> Cold, hot, doesn't matter. Yeah, frozen, who cares? Um, uh, yeah, and, and you cook it once and you eat it and you hope that it's good and usually it is i think um but after that it's over you don't have leftover you don't make you don't keep leftover also fish. fish and also fish is like not to me anyway the most filling thing in the world like right. if out of all of the meats <laughs> right. it's a certainly a lighter dish yeah so there shouldn't be leftovers how are you getting away with not eating your whole fish <laughs> yeah exactly unless you of course buy like 20 pounds of fish that's too much fish <laughs> don't cook that all up at once. You That's know what I'm saying? lunacy. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I don't normally use the microwave at work anyway. It's yeah. just kind of like not my thing. Um, sure. Yeah. You're very uh, anti-microwave. Yeah, yeah. You bring in your own stove and you cook yeah. things on the stove well, top. But no, that's kind of my other. That's kind of bringing a stove in here. It's that's kind of where I was going with this, though, is, you know, you wouldn't cook something like like fish or something that is going to cause a huge smell, even if there, even if you were in one of these workplaces that actually have fully functioning stoves yeah. and things like that because it just seems kind of inappropriate. It's a very pervasive smell. Right. It's like popcorn or like, it's like, don't do that. Yeah, Get out know, of here with that. Because look, we all like popcorn. No, Popcorn's delicious. I no, I don't like popcorn. What's the matter with you? You know I don't like popcorn. Take it back. You are a sociopath. <laughs> You're a monster. Uh, Most just, normal people love popcorn. Yeah, it's very it's good. It's buttery and it's salty. <laughs> Why don't you like popcorn? Uh, I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the the texture. I don't like the se- like the, you get a little bit of the like seed, the it feels the little, against your the face kernel you, in there when you rub it. No, that part's your skin fine before oh. you put it in your mouth. Oh no, that part's fine. Oh okay. Uh, it's it's everything else, and it's just like I don't. It doesn't taste like anything. I just ugh, nah, get right. out of here. Well, that's now, weird. Maybe if you dump a bunch of caramel on there, I was like say, what about Garrett's popcorn? A little different. Yeah, I could probably do the caramel, the 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 cheese. I'm like, it's fine. What um, an idiot. I don't know. It All needs right. it needs 
It needs a little something. Well, most of us non-monsters love popcorn. However, anyway. here's the thing. 100% of the time that someone makes popcorn in a work microwave, yeah. they will absolutely burn the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. 100%. It yeah. happens every single time. I have yeah. never seen popcorn popped in a workplace microwave that did not just get completely singed. <laughs> well, it, yeah, oh, it's, part of the, it's part of the requirements. It's yeah. part of the requirements of, of, of cooking popcorn at work because you're so busy, you can't pay attention to what's right. going on because you're working. Also, for everyone who's popped popcorn in the microwave... You know that it, you know, every microwave is a little different. Yeah. And there's that sweet spot of about seven second window where your popcorn is done. And if you let it go, yeah. not beyond that, you get burned popcorn. And you don't know where your work microwave sweet spot is until you've made popcorn in it like seven times. That's a fair point. By the time you've made it seven times, you've burnt popcorn seven times and everyone will beat you with all of the office equipment that they can get their hands so on. So what I'm hearing here is that every workplace should get rid of their microwaves, right? That seems to be really the the main issue that we're facing in well, the world. Well, here's the thing. I enjoy the microwave at work because oh, I make a lot go. of uh, lunches at home sure. and bring them in to be heated up here. Yeah, and we do not have campfires; are not allowed on our floor. Just eat it cold. Yeah. If you can't eat it cold, it's not lunch. Well, that's not true exactly. So I think, but if you're going to have a microwave, you should practice responsible microwaving. <laughs> okay. Do you disagree? I mean, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Safe microwaving, Ryan. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be microwaving food, make sure that it's not food that's going to be really offensive to to the olfactory senses sure i think that's fine all right all i think right. we've beaten microwaves <laughs> what else you got something else that's really important if you want to get along well with your coworkers, is to um make sure maybe even before you accept the job that you're a good culture fit yeah uh we talked about that a little bit last week and i promised a story this week that is my best story that i have really who's ready for it um okay how about you yeah okay you i'll tell what? it then okay my first job my first real job out of undergrad um, was a job where uh, this was an eBay was a you know pretty new thing and the whole sure. company existed so that people could bring things to this company that they wanted sold on eBay and then the company would sell those things on eBay. I remember this. Yeah. 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 Now, which is a this is off the off topic a little bit, but this is a very stupid concept because eBay made it possible for you to sell your own things right on the computer. That was the whole point of eBay. And someone said, no, we're going to sell those things for you, and then we're going to take a commission. Right. So it was like, okay, maybe you don't have a digital camera, so you can't take photos of the item or something, and you just, don't, lazy. Have the, you just don't have the time. It's too much work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe you don't have internet. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lots of things. Sure. Lots of reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, happened. So I was a, they hired me as a copywriter, so I would write the description of all the items. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. And I wasn't really a great culture fit for the other people in this workplace because they're all very like serious people, and I don't tend to often be a serious person. Sure. And so, um, what would the consequence? One of the consequences of that was they, the writer, the writers. I was the only writer, but they said when well, we have more, the writers get their own room. So we had our own office. The rest of the building was like open floor plan, but the writers had like this own huge Ooh. like office space, like closed off with doors and everything. Fancy. And I was the only writer, so I would sit in there the whole day. By myself writing copy with the door closed and would just get so bored and very antsy and things so um that wasn't like a good fit for the people because they didn't like to you know engage in work shenanigans or hijinks or anything like that and so <laughs> um i had a lot of like pent-up energy yeah and things right not my fault mm. culture fit not Sh not great sure so one day i come to work and I sit down at my desk, and I'm at my computer, turning it on, and I look down next to the keyboard, and there is a little bitty remote control. Okay, yeah. I, yep. I remember this now. <laughs> yep. And it's a little remote control, and it's a very nondescript thing. It's pretty small. It's about the size of uh, a little bigger than like a lighter. Okay. Okay. All right. And it just has one button on it. 
It says one square button, and that's it. And there's no label on this thing. There is no brand name on this thing. There is no marking of any sort, just this plain beige remote with one button right in the middle of it. Okay. So now are you thinking this is something that you are supposed to sell? Like this is like a possibly like an item that's going to end up going up on eBay or you know, like that, part that ever, of an item? That didn't or? even occur to me. Okay. I don't know why, but mm. no. Not right. like that. But I, I did think it. I think I looked down at it and I think, I don't know what this is. And it didn't even occur to me because, you know, I didn't really mesh well with the other people there. It didn't occur to me like go ask someone like, hey, what's this? Because I didn't be like, I don't want to talk to them. They're <laughs> okay. just the worst. <laughs> um, right. And so I'd look at it and I thought, Really want to push that button? Oh Jesus! Really want to push that button? But it explains so much. Really. I know, but I don't know what that button does, so I don't push it because who knows? Who knows what that button could do? Yeah, maybe it's attached to a bomb, and it could it, have been a detonator. Yeah, it blows up a boat. Could have been connected to a. <laughs> could have blown up a boat somewhere. <laughs> we were not near water, but oh man, how weird, right? Just yeah. be cruising along, and all of a sudden your boat blows up. Somebody's some idiot five hundred miles away pushes a button. You don't know a boat in someone's backyard that's just sitting there. Could be. You, they you don't, don't know. know. <laughs> so I don't push it. Right? No. I don't push it. But I'm working there all day, and I'm sitting, I'm typing away, and I'm doing my job. But every like few seconds, I'm seeing that remote out of the corner of my eye, and I just think, God, I want to push that button so bad. I just want to push it so bad all day long this goes on i mean how how do you not just go and ask someone like hey what the, this what is the, the whole hell, point what the hell is this not a good culture fit yeah, okay yeah they so. didn't like it when i asked questions <laughs> they thought i was always engaged in shenanigans <laughs> and this was not a uh, non-shenanigan well, <laughs> style that's, question that's a fair point and i thought i'm not gonna bother anyone with it <laughs> but i'm gonna sit here in my office by myself closed off and uh, away from the world and just wonder what does that button do mm. so for hours i just am like tormented by this button sitting right next to the computer and i don't move it of course because that would be too easy to put it out of sight out of mind right i just mm -hmm. leave it there right next to my keyboard and i want to push it so bad and finally lunchtime comes and i can't take it anymore and i say fuck it i'm pushing this button oh my God. i pick up the remote and i push the button dun 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 and nothing happens oh that's boring for about two seconds ah and then all hell breaks loose. Shut up. The lights start flashing. A siren starts going off. Boo, 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 boo. And I open the door. I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> and I open the door and I peek out into the main area of the workplace. And everyone is just losing their minds. People are like screaming, like, what's happening? What's happening? And all the lights everywhere are flashing. This siren is so loud. And this, the CEO like comes out of his little cubicle and he like runs across the the the, the store, the warehouse, and yeah. goes to this little pad on the wall and he types in his buttons and the alarm goes off because of course this was a this was a, a remote to the alarm for the building. Oh, so it was like a like a panic. It thing. was like a so panic like, button. If you were gonna like yeah, if somebody was panic. robbing, you could hit the button. And exactly. Uh -huh. No, what it turned out was that this was a remote that lived underneath the bathroom sink. And they were remodeling the bathroom, uh -huh. and they put the stuff all out of the bathroom, and for oh, some reason God. put this button next to my computer and didn't tell me. Okay, it was a test. It was a test, and you, I, you I won. I got it right. Oh, I did it. Okay. Well, so the story continues. <laughs> this all happened, and so uh, you know he turns off the alarm, and everyone's like, take deep breaths. Everyone's panicked. Everyone's like, what is happening? And no one knows what's going on. And I kind of beat my head out, and I said, Oh, I, I pushed this button. Oh my God. And the CEO looks at me and he shakes his head and he says, Clayton, you are such an idiot. <laughs> and he goes back to his desk. I love that you just completely owned up to it. Because I feel like had that been me in that situation, I would have probably like tried to throw it somewhere <laughs> or, or like go and hide it somewhere. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't hey, know. I don't I'm know a very honest person. I, what do you want me to say? You're, you, Whole you, honest Abe over here. You'll, you'll rat yourself out, but you won't just ask someone what the button is Correct. for. Correct. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, um, so there's more. So, 
I go and I turn to go back to my desk in my office and close the door and just hide in there forever. And as I'm doing that, I hear a loud noise and the front door is kicked in and three police Shut officers up. run in with their guns drawn. And I think, oh God, this uh, alarm was tied to 911. Yeah. And they are very upset that they are there. And uh, they said, is everything okay here? And one of the women says, Clayton, do you want to come uh, explain to these gentlemen why they're here? <laughs> and I said, oh God. Uh, and I said, yeah. And I walked up and I showed them the remote and I said, I'm really sorry, but uh, I, I, I just pushed this button. <laughs> and they were, they were very not, they were not pleased by that. Yeah. And they put their guns down and one of them said, why don't you come here for a second? Oh boy. I want to show <clears throat> you something. Mm. And I said, oh, okay. So I walk up to him and he takes me outside. He opens the door. He says, take a look out there. And I look outside. The building is surrounded by police cars, fire trucks, and ambulances, <laughs> all with their lights going like, in a total ring around yeah. the building. The whole place is surrounded. Oh, my God. And I think, I've done something wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I think that it all stems from the fact that were I a better culture fit or were the place a better culture fit for me, I wouldn't, A, be cooped up in his office sure. all alone. With all this nervous energy, <laughs> and uh, I would have felt more comfortable talking to people about, hey, what does uh, what does this button do? Because it was not a place that really encouraged the uh, asking of questions. <laughs> so really, this is uh, this is their fault, uh, and sure, not mine. I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, all right, fair enough. So find a find a workplace that's a good culture fit, everybody. Yeah, um, that's fair. I think that's a good point. Um, uh, I think other tips, uh, or more to the point, things that will make people crazy uh -huh. and you should not do. Yeah. Um, and these are these may seem minor, but I can tell you that there I had an, I had a coworker at one point who would is it me? Uh, I did not maybe <laughs> <laughs> would uh, clip her nails out in the open in her cubicle, huh. right? So basically, just in the office clipping, and you would hear the little the little sound, you know, the sound that the nails clippers yeah. make, yeah. right? As you're sitting there working, and occasionally I would I would I was not far from this person I could kind of look over and I think now and then I would see a little flicker <laughs> of like a nail fly sort of fly through the air uh -huh. and I thought there's probably a better place for you to be doing this other than at your place sure. of employment here's an important question yeah fingernails or toenails you know I, do, I couldn't see it's a, good, <laughs> it's a very good question it's very, oh, yeah, very yeah. important I, I couldn't see I, I'm guessing fingernails no. But I well, wouldn't. She should just bite those. I wouldn't. Well, okay. We've had, talked about that in the yeah. bad habit episode. Um, yeah. Uh, don't do that. Yeah. Next tip. Okay. Here it is. Uh, another situation. We were. We just hired someone brand new, uh, and he was doing. He was in a position. I won't even talk about what. Uh, but he goes on the very first day onto social media, and he has a public Twitter profile, um, and says something along the lines of first day at tags the name of the organization so we can see sure, what's yeah. happening here um and says something along the lines of boy do they need my help <laughs> this is the number one first day <laughs> two goes on social media to uh -huh. talk about how the organization needs his help and then three Tags the organization, <laughs> so there's no way they can't not see it, huh. and everyone knows who he's talking about. Let me ask you this: Yeah, was he right? Uh, I mean, he wasn't wrong, 
that we needed help, but it was definitely not his help. <laughs> I can tell you that with certainty. Would you say he made that into a somewhat hostile work environment for himself? Oh, without question. He was <laughs> called in the very first the very first day. Uh, we had to talk to him huge talk with him we instituted a social media policy that (laughs) same week uh, because of this situation Uh, and I think he probably lasted about six weeks before he was fired yeah it sounds sounds about right so you know think before you do really stupid things yeah particularly publicly on the interweb yeah that's a good one Uh, I have a tip Hit it. Be on time for things. There you go. Uh, now, sometimes, depending on where you're working, not being on time might cost you your job. So that's you know it's very important. But also, even if you're like have meetings with people, or if you are meeting someone for lunch, yeah, you know, work lunch or whatever, be on time for those things because guess what? Guess what, Ryan? Yeah, your time's not more important to me than my time. Okay, and my time's not more important to you than your time. Yeah, right. So sure. um, if you want to be a good coworker, be punctual. And uh, be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. Even if your workplace is more relaxed about yeah. hours and things, it's still, if you say you're going to be somewhere at a time, be there at that time. Absolutely. Maybe oh. even a little early. Yeah. And if for whatever reason you are running late, right, then things happen, right? You know? Um, if for some reason you are running late, you need Boats to- explode. Boats you explode. you got to take care of that. You don't know who has that remote. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you should let the person know. Send them an email. Send them a text and say, hey, I'm running 10 or, you know, five or 10 minutes behind schedule yeah. or whatever the case may be. Because, you know, if you're going to be late, let the person know. Yeah. It seems just like such an easy thing to do, especially now considering we have technology at our fingertips. It takes two seconds to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm going to be a few minutes behind schedule. Yeah. Come on, give up the program, you bunch of idiots. Yeah, a bunch of idiots. <laughs> um, one other thing that I would say, and this is probably my last one, you may have more. Nah. Uh, and this kind of goes along with your fingernail clippings a little bit, but mm. good general hygiene is very important. Personal hygiene, of course. Sure. Wearing clothes that don't smell terrible. Sure. Putting on deodorant. Very important in a workplace. Extremely. Also taking care of your own workspace. Yeah. Uh, when I One of my former jobs, uh, I was sitting at my desk one day and I saw a little motion out of the corner of my eye. I looked down and there was a cockroach crawling. Really? And I thought, nope, I'm out. That's that's very disgusting. Oh don't care God. for that. And so they had to send people. And it turns out one of the reason there were cockroaches is because one of my coworkers uh, would leave basically like food like rotted food yeah apple cores and banana peels and sometimes like leftovers of lunch just like on his desk sure and wouldn't clean it up yeah. wouldn't throw it away it would just be out and it caused this infestation of, of of cockroaches and it was just it was a very difficult work environment from there you, on out you know it kind of reminds me of of this guy that i know who occasionally comes into my office uh-huh. with food yeah. and like drops a bunch of it on the floor that sounds or hilarious like, or like leaves like his wrappers of things yeah. just sort of like sitting yeah. in my office that sounds like a different and then, situation and then a couple weeks go by and he comes uh-huh. in and he goes why does it smell in here yeah and i think i don't know because you've dropped half of your lunch on my floor for the last two years that sounds pretty funny to me mm, boy that guy sounds like a real how, real comedy visionary <laughs> how interesting <laughs> yeah i like that guy already uh, all right well when we come back we're gonna have our second part of our interview with val she's gonna talk about how to be a good co-worker she's gonna tell us some very fun stories uh, from her time in hr uh but before we do that we're gonna hear this quick little word from our sponsors adult harder is fueled by lagunitas do you want your coworkers to like you? Yes. 
Bring them a free 12-pack of Lagunitas beer. Mm. A 12-pack? That's a lot of beer. Sure is. Well, you got a lot of ground to make up when it comes to people liking you, friend. That's true. You just you just put fish in the microwave. You better bring so much beer to make you, up for it. <laughs> <laughs> if you put fish in the microwave, you're going to need at least a case. 24 <laughs> at minimum. Yeah. Lagunitas, the beer that brings people together. <laughs> and Adult Harder is also sponsored by Oats Overnight. Sometimes when you work somewhere. You need to make sure you have a lot of energy. And really, you would just want to have sort of all your faculties about you so that, you know, you don't screw up and put fish in the microwave or uh, clip your toenails in the middle of the office. So the answer is not cocaine. It is not cocaine. It is, in fact, oats overnight. Ah. Yes. If you have yourself a delicious protein-packed breakfast filled with delicious superfoods, you will not make these horrible, horrible, horrible mistakes like tweeting about your employer on the first day about how much they need your help let me ask you this question hit me oats overnight yeah put it in the microwave no no sir not required you throw your oats into a blender bottle with some uh, milk or your favorite version of milk whatever that looks like (laughs) nut milk nut milk for example oat milk sure throw it in there shake it right the hell up milk okay and uh leave it there overnight and the next day bowl milk you have such a great breakfast you are going to be ready to roll and not screw up and get fired. I mean, if you did put it in the microwave, though, it would smell pretty good. Probably. Yeah. But you don't need to. No. Don't do it. You know why? It's cold cold, cold oats. Cold oats, dude. And also, 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 mm-hmm. because you are such a good goddamn employee, yeah. you can use our promo code ADULT25 and save 25% off every single order. That's right. Oatsovernight.com. Oatsovernight.com. And you put in ADULT25, you're going to get 25% off your order. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) All right, we are back, and we have once again joining us, Val. Hello. Thanks for not leaving. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) Okay, so for this episode, we are talking about how to keep that job that maybe we helped someone get last episode. I'd like to think so. Yeah, so earlier in the episode, we talked a lot about um, how to be a good coworker. And not that being a bad coworker necessarily is means you're going to get fired or anything, right? Yeah, Sometimes sure. I suppose it does. <laughs> um, so, but we want to talk about really kind of two things here, like how to, you know, a not get fired, very important, but also how to not be the kind of person that just annoys everybody else mm. in the workplace. So, generally speaking, what do you think? What are the things that like make a good coworker? Mm. <sighs> You know, my my thought immediately goes to someone that is going to be crazy passionate about the mission and the work that is happening on a daily basis. Like you want someone that's engaged and is going to be, you know, that's going to show up and put their best foot forward all the time and and work tirelessly just like you are and, and whatnot. But I honestly really think that to me, the two most important characteristics of good coworkers are being patient and being empathetic. Uh, we we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different access to education in our lives. We all we all have a different story, right? Like that, we, we none of us have had the same upbringing and got to that job the same way. So, to me people who are willing to give people a little bit of leeway on 
what happens day in and day out and can, you know, meet in the middle on like, yeah, you are driving me crazy, <laughs> but there might be a reason that you're driving me crazy because you don't know how to approach this and you don't know, you've never had to deal with this before. Like if we... We, we spend so much time at work and uh, sadly we spend more time at work than we do with our family and friends. So we have to learn how to form relationships with people that we work with. And granted people don't stay at jobs, you know, like I know all probably all of our parents probably had one job mm. or maybe two yeah. and they worked them and, uh, Got their and gold they retired. Watch, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> um, you know, that doesn't happen anymore. And, but even though that doesn't happen anymore, that doesn't mean that when you were with these people day in and day out that you can't be respectful and patient and empathetic to everything that is going on, not just inside of the, the job but also outside of the job like every now and again when i've had to deal with employees that have just come to work in you know horrid moods or or whatnot Mm -hmm. and then you actually sit down and be like hey what's going on like you've you've been kind of edgy i haven't really i feel like you've been kind of snapping at people and then like you then you learn like then the floodgates open and then you learn you know everything that's happening and like okay let's all be humans for a moment and really, you know, work through this because again, like we want to hold on as you know, we want to hold on to employees as much as we can or as long as we can. So, you know, treating as a manager, treating your employees like humans and then as coworkers, treating your coworkers is just with a little bit of kindness and love. I know that sounds like so kumbaya, but <laughs> you can teach what a hippie. I know. <laughs> you can teach people skills all day long. You can teach them how to do their job. You can teach them the in and out of the functionality of what they have to do, but you can't teach personality. You can't teach all of those feelings yeah. for lack of a better way to put it and i think that those people make the best coworkers. right I, I mean when i think back to the hires that we made um at my previous place of employment um you know we were looking obviously for people who could check some of the boxes on the on the on the job Absolutely. description and that sort of thing but we were looking for people who would be a good fit with us right and, and we were a small organization we were um, about six full-time employees and probably five more part-time employees or something like that. Um, and we had several situations where we didn't have that culture fit, right? So, like, yeah. you know, where where we couldn't see ourselves, you know, going out and, and having a beer with this person after work, even if we didn't actually do that necessarily. Many times we did, <laughs> more than one. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, if we couldn't see that or if we had them there and we got them there and we ended up trying to take this chance on this person and it turns out they didn't, fit that and we did have that beer and it was not the best beer that you would want to have with the person. You're not drinking uh, Lagunitas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the harder is fueled by Lagunitas. <laughs> the best mm, beer. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, so it would be never a problem if you were drinking Lagunitas. <laughs> um, uh, where was I going with this? I no forget. idea. No, I'm not sure either. Um, yeah, so it's almost as if, you know, you you have to have this 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 culture fit, right? right. Before you can, almost, I feel like that's, again, I'm speaking for me, not an HR perspective, but um, it's like the culture fit is 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 almost number one because you can, as right. you said, learn so many of the other skills on the job. You can't learn how to sort of interact with with. I people. can't teach you to be a human. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to sum it up. <laughs> I can teach you to put information in a computer. Yeah, I can't teach you to be kind, and I can't teach you to be understanding. Well, have you tried? have i well and so this all kind of um makes me think of something else like so uh you have jobs that are not yours 
not teaching someone <laughs> to be kind. So, so, but I'm sure you probably end up having to deal with a lot of problems with employees as an HR professional. What does it take for something to escalate to the mm. point where you are the one who now has to sit down with someone and talk about, you know, what's going on with you or, you know, do you think this is a good culture? Like what, what are, are there like markers that you look out for other than, you know, formal reports maybe um, that say like, I should, I should talk to this person. Yeah. So as the director, you know, I really lean on the managers that are interfacing with employees every day to really handle any issues and problems. And, you know, we've definitely, I want to make sure that they're, that they're not washing their hands and just saying like, oh, okay, we're just going to call HR. Mm. Um, so when it finally comes to me is when the manager feels like they have exhausted all of their resources and what they know how to do. Uh, you know, a lot of times it can be interpersonal conflicts. It can be just not doing their job correctly. It can, you know, there, there are any number of things that they will throw their hands in the air and be like, okay, I've said everything that I know how to say, I need your help now. And so then I'll sit, sit in, find out what the manager's done and you know, work with them or work on this issue from what they've documented and then sit down with the employee, with the manager there too and say, all right, so we've done X, Y, and Z, we're still seeing the same sort of behavior. So tell me what's going on. I want to know, like, is, is there, do you, do you not feel like you've had enough training? Do you not feel like this position's a good fit for you? Is this, uh, you know, like there, there are so many different factors that could be playing into uh, why someone isn't performing. And, you know, I'm a huge advocate for giving employees as many chances as they can to be able to be successful at their job. So I uh, probably to the dismay of most of my managers that have reported to me like, what do you mean? I can't fire them. I'm like, because <laughs> you can't like there, if there are, I mean, but like if there is something to say, or if there isn't something to save, then obviously I'm going to defer to them. But you know, nine times out of 10, like someone needs a little more training, someone needs a little TLC, someone needs to maybe go to a different location or a different position, but like they're still a good contributor but not doing well where they are. Going back to the idea of good culture fits, here's an important question. <laughs> where do you stand on office pranks? <laughs> I'm all about them. I Have you ever seen great. an office prank go too far? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, not off the top of my head. No, I'm trying to think back. Well, that's good. That means none of them were bad enough to get to the HR level, which I yeah. think is important. <laughs> <laughs> no one was hurt or injured in some way. There were I, a lot of shenanigans at uh, holiday parties at a certain employer that you and I used to work for. What? Oh, I can't that. think of uh, <laughs> any specific office prank. <laughs> Let's move on from that. <laughs> it's made it very personal for me. You dragged me into this, and I don't care for that. Um, all right, what are you some... and I were not involved, by the well, way. Well, obviously, we're very good people. We keep our noses clean. Yeah, bunch of babies. Um, <laughs> so, what are some of the kind of worst behaviors that you see or you have seen? Yeah, I don't know if regularly is the right word, but some of the some of just the worst employee coworker behaviors that you've witnessed. Yeah, and it can be any little. I mean, we talked about fish oh, yeah. in the microwave. Where do you stand on fish being <laughs> oh microwaved outside of your do office? Do you know I work somewhere mm. that there was a sign on damn near every single microwave throughout the entire 
30,000 square foot facility <laughs> that said you are not allowed to microwave the following items. <laughs> there was popcorn and fish were the two things that I remember being on there, but I don't remember what else was we on there. But this. Foil. I assume um, foil. <laughs> yeah, right, please don't blow the face up. Uh, yeah, that's horrible when someone, like, the curry, like, I don't know, I love oh, curry, but yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah. like, really potent yeah. smelling uh, foods say, just, yeah. yeah. And popcorn smells great but some for some reason every time I've, anyone that i've ever worked with has popped popcorn in the microwave at work 100% of the time they burn it oh without question 100% of the time it's How a prereq it's a prereq to burn to <laughs> you can only use it if you're going to yeah, burn exactly. it the shit out of it <laughs> right exactly um, um, this isn't a movie theater for god's sake what are you doing behaviors that drive me nuts uh, and by me i mean well, me, but then also <laughs> things that have been reported to me. So this is not my exhaustive list, but uh, people who interrupt mm. are absolutely the worst people on the planet. Because <laughs> I feel like if you are not allowing your coworker to finish a sentence, that means that you really don't care what that coworker has to contribute. Mm. Like, let someone finish talking, and then you may engage. Then you may put in your your two cents. Uh, people who are late also, I feel like, are terrible coworkers because lateness happens, especially living in the city. Like, we all rely on public transportation, mm -hmm. and it is either great or it sucks. People are going to be late, and that's totally okay. But people who are habitually late just shows that you are not that you have no respect for the time of the people that have put aside 30 minutes or an hour to meet with you on a certain topic and should just, you need to be on time. Yeah, um, and it seems like such an easy thing to, to fix too, right? It's like, right. hey, by the way, here's a quick email. I have a phone. Therefore, I can send an email at this point, right? It's not like before. Uh, like, I have a right. phone with a clock on it, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's that's also, true. I mean, it's not like you know, 1992, where you're like, well, I'm late. I guess that's ruined, right? I mean, I like mean, you, they had they had they right? had telephones back then, so you could also call. In 1992, you you had to be pretty someone. wealthy to have a cell phone if you were on a no, train, no, like a landline. No, I'm talking about over if you're on the train. train. Who would you like pull your car over and go find a landline? Because then you're just going to no. be that much later. Uh, I'm no. sorry, 1992, we were we had a car phone. It was a little bag. Oh, oh, weren't you? you were fancy as hell. I'm sorry, really? did you guys not have that? <laughs> I, d I don't recall my well, parents having a car phone in 1992. Uh, I guess we were richer than I thought uh, we were. I guess you were. <laughs> anyway, a quick email that says, hey, I'm running 10 minutes behind schedule. Apologies for that. I mean, it seems right. very easy to do. Right. Jesus. I think that our open air environments that we all work in are actually scientifically proven to reduce productivity, but yet we continue <laughs> to make cubicles without walls, or I guess there are walls, but yeah. offices without like, just like everyone just free for all and everyone yeah. just talk. But you know, people who are people who like to talk to themselves out loud. And by that, I mean like brainstorming of like, who, how should I talk to this person? Or how should I address this email? I'm like, I really don't fucking care. Well, that's interesting because, you know, the big trend right now, especially with like a lot of startups and things, right. is to have no walls, right? right. Oh. Common working space. Are so you saying annoying. Google is doing it wrong? Because let me tell you, 
Sergey Brin has a lot more money than I have. Indeed, and no, I've applied to Google, so no, that is not at all. No, what they're I'm doing saying. it the best that anyone has ever I done. I love, it. It, I love Google. Uh, no, but I mean, it, it it's annoying, and and it, it it's reality, and so it's something that we all have to deal with. But people who, you know, brainstorms in themselves out loud, or or get on the phone and have really loud conversations while everyone else is working. I mean, these are things that we can't affect, sadly, but. Um, it would be nice to teach those folks to have a little bit more respect for the folks around them. But uh, all of these things have been brought to me as my in my role as the head yeah. of HR. Well, that goes back to what you said earlier about having empathy, right? If you right. can, you know, it's just be aware of your surroundings and know what the other people are feeling. And you know. yeah, it's just so weird that you know, I mean, someone who's particularly loud in their cubicle or whatever, that right. they would even to need to escalate to the HR level, right? I get, I think back to. Uh, places where I've worked in the past, and we would have we had a coworker who was particularly uh, particularly loud phone talker. Yeah, right. And she was very very loud, which was perfectly fine every other time. But when she was right. on the phone, it was like I, I can't work because you're screaming at this point, right? Um, and it seems like a very easy solution where you go, hey, hey, take it down a notch, <laughs> friend. Right. right. I mean, like it seems like something that could be solved without. Escalating it to a level of, of needing to take it to HR. I mean, do you find a lot of that? Is there a lot of that sort of like, like, oh, this seems very petty? It, it, yeah, yeah, you know, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I stumbled over that. Uh, a lot of my first question back to folks that have come to me with things like that has been like, have you talked to your coworker? Right. Like, yeah. because, and, and, I, and again, like, I don't know if this is like generational or like, I'm just going to always run to mommy or daddy to help me with something Ugh. like that in nine times out of 10, when I ask that question, regardless of what the situation is, like, well, have you had a conversation with that coworker? Like, well, no, I thought you could just help me. I'm like, well, come on. Like, I'm a loud talker. Thankfully, I have a, a whole <laughs> office now that I can just close the door and just act a fool. But uh, so, like, I get it. And I've been that person that someone has been had to say, like, hey, can you, sure. like, keep it down or, like, go in the conference room? Like, absolutely. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was annoying. So now I know. Yeah. And now I'm going to What an to easy solution. It. Quick. Right. 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 Like, yeah. well, my bad. Hey, hey, volume down, friend. Right. right. You don't, no need to get formal. Right. No need to fill out paperwork. No need mm. to have some other party come in and involve, be involved. Right. Like, it just seems so simple. Ah. I would say that the vast majority of complaints like that that I've had to handle, be it volume or... Most of the time, it's people not talking to their coworkers, and they come to me. I'm like, if everyone could just be adults, <laughs> it would be really great. Do you feel like sometimes people just need to vent? Absolutely. And they're just looking yeah. to you as a safe place to do that. Yes. One hundred percent. I'm gonna talk to you later about Ryan because <laughs> I am just so annoyed. I have never, I've never gone to HR in my life. I, I was just thinking about it. Like, I, I'm I used going... to go to HR when Val and I worked together to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the oh. office. Oh, no, that's a thing. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> there were conference rooms everywhere. <laughs> um, all right, next question. What are your thoughts about like personal relationships yeah. between coworkers? And this could be close friendships. This could be dating. Marriage, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. I, I do. And you're putting me on the spot. Netflix and chill, as the kids say. Yeah. Perhaps. How do you feel about coworkers <laughs> who Netflix and chill? <laughs> I looked that up the other day. It's a thing. 
It is a thing. Ryan's really coming along with his millennial uh, knowledge. I'm on the older side of millennial. It takes a while. I have to really kind of do research. No, I know Clayton's putting me on the spot because my wife reported to me 13 uh-huh. years ago she when did? we worked together. Yeah, news you're so that. surprised. That's news to me. <laughs> um, but hey, that was 13 years ago. It stuck. So um, That was the 80s. It was different. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I'm going to go now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we spend the vast majority of our lives at work, and relationships are going to happen. It is not uh, me meeting my wife was not um, obviously a planned thing, um, but it happened, and we both were exempt employees that spent an inordinate amount of time in the building, and so we were constantly working <laughs> together. Uh, But, you know, we did the right thing when we all of a sudden realized that, like, hey, this is a thing and this is not just a a fling. Like, we both left. Um, Mm. I left first. Uh, I was uh, able to, the the very long story, which I won't go into, but I had a a connection with a prior company that I had worked with and who had reached out to me for coming back. And so when this happened, I was like, hey, is that offer still on the table? And off I went. Mm. Uh, because you never want to uh, be in that position where you're supervising someone that you have a romantic relationship with. Seems awkward. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, she'll tell you that I was probably harder on her than any other employee in the building. <laughs> if I came in the building the next morning and I saw that something wasn't done, like I literally called her and yelled at her and took her to task for it. So like, it wasn't awkward. It was like, I expect more out of you because everyone's going to find out that we're dating. But was it awkward for her to be yelled at so much by you? No. <laughs> well, let me get her on the phone. Maybe <laughs> and I, I guess I didn't yell, but I was like, really? Why isn't this done? But anyway, um, it's going to happen. And I mean, and I think that you have to, no one wants to make that announcement before they're ready, but also right. just going to your HR department and saying like, hey, this has happened. We're dating. Uh, whether or not it's a reporting relationship or not, um, I think that even more so now because of the Me Too movement, uh, companies are putting a lot more I would say that the vast majority of companies before that happened uh, or before the movement began had fraternization policies that like you should tell someone if you start dating because we want to make sure that everyone, that no one ends up in an awkward place. Um, But since the Me Too movement has happened, I think companies are doing more and more and more to try to get ahead of that. So that way we don't have situations where two people have started dating and then it goes south and then all of a sudden people are pointing fingers at each other that they were harassed or you know because it it, is it's a very sticky situation so i mean i've even heard the term love contracts that you enter into a love contract a real Um, thing it is a real thing that you sign it's like marriage yeah like you go (laughs) yeah like you go to your employer like i have not done this uh at my places of employment but uh that you actually would go and and profess like ooh, I just feel like I don't even know how to like is there you, a judge there right? <laughs> like a priest um to say like yes I have entered into a relationship with this person so that way it's just out in the open and so if anything happens you actually have this to fall back on well, like I'm doing a really sorry. bad job of explaining no, it I think but, it makes sense um well I think it's probably time Clayton and I got into that uh, love contract <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, and, I didn't and, realize like, this has gone that far. It, it is. It, it's an awkward thing to do, but you yeah. know, I actually just did training with my managers on this about a month ago, and in terms of because everyone can connect on social media and know what you're doing all the time and stuff like and the advice that i gave them is like everything is okay until it isn't yeah like you can go out for drinks with your employees and everything is going to be fine until that one night when something happens and undo that right and and then you can be friends with your coworkers and your direct reports on social media and then find out that they called off one morning because they were out drinking the night before. Right. And so then again, everything was okay until it wasn't like, it's just, it, it, it's a very, it's a very fine line that, yeah. that managers have to, to have to have to figure out for themselves. But I mean, I assume that, I mean, there must be some um, outside of, uh, you know, sort of these close relationships, these personal relationships, but looking at it some more from, from a friendship perspective, right? I mean, there has to be some level of benefit to that, right? Because, I mean, if I think about the folks that I'm friends with in my current place of employment, not Clayton, um, but, other people, but other people, um, you know, it adds a certain level of, you know, I can really work with this person well because I know them well and I know yeah. that they're not going to completely screw this up. And it adds, I, I assume, certain levels of, uh, you know, uh, benefit to, Absolutely. to, to that. But I mean, must be a, a particularly fine line, right? Yeah, I mean, somewhere there's a line there is. that once you cross it, you, like you said, like it's fine until it isn't. Yeah. Right. Wow. I mean, mm. if we're all um, folding jeans at the Gap together, <laughs> right. and then we all decide to go out for drinks afterwards, I think that's fine. And and I actually, in throughout my entire career, I've always encouraged everyone to have relationships with people that they work with. But what's funny, as soon as that came out of my mouth, I just remembered that someone had said to me once that you would never be friends with the people you work with other than the fact that you work with them. Mm. Like, how would you have actually, like, you have friends. Right. Why do you have to be friends with everyone that you work with? Well, and that's so true. Like, and I, that's absolutely true, I think, for you know most of us. And also, you know, you've referenced a couple of times the fact that we spend so much time with our coworkers. The first time I realized that I spent more time with my coworkers than I did with my you know girlfriend or with my wife, like, that's wild, right? Yeah. Like that you were just with these, you know, people who are you don't really necessarily anything in common with, but you spend, you know, eight-ish right. hours a day with them. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I don't even like you that much. It's no. hard. It's no. very hard. But you can't leave. <laughs> I know. I you gotta come to work. Like I want people to be friends. I want people to have relationships, but also just to make sure that you're you're protecting yourself. <laughs> All right, so we're about ready to wrap up. Um, but before we go, I just can you share with us at least just one really good story of <laughs> someone like the weirdest thing you've ever been approached with in the workplace? Mm. One. You can, I mean, feel or free dozen. to do more. <laughs> You're calling, cool, really? We can do some bonus content. <laughs> I'll give you a few. Um, so. I'm trying to think of the best way to, to set some of these up. Um, <laughs> well, I think because you and I are friends, like, I'm sure you saw the whole uh, eat a dick uh, <laughs> correspondence. I beg your <laughs> pardon. <laughs> I had an employee text to resign and aired his grievances and then closed his text message with eat a dick. <laughs> All right, just quick recap. Quick, re- quick recap. Uh, one, resigned over text, which I find at least a little interesting. Correct. On its, okay. And then ended with, after <laughs> resignation letter and various issues, with eat a dick. 
Not only was it eat a dick, mm. but it was eat a dick, period. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a polite kind of eat a dick. Sorry yeah. for quitting. Sorry for eat a dick. Sorry for yeah, what exactly? <laughs> I'm not really sure what that That's was. Um, well, I like that. Uh, I had an employee once. My kind of person. Off. Yeah, right. Um, I think that everyone has probably heard the story of like killing off a grandmother or, or two or ten, like to right. like have days off. Hey, and we're teachers, yeah. yeah the co- um, say at the college yeah. level, yeah. yes, um, everyone's grandmother's been dead several times. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Had an employee kill off uh, a family member and sent most of us into a tailspin because he was so grief stricken, only to find out that he had made the entire thing up. <laughs> Oof. Um, you, which I mean, was you, terrible. You gotta that have a certain level of like, you know, um, backstory or something. I mean, that's going to happen, right? I mean, you have to cover oh, your ass. He did. Let this. me tell you. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, like, it know, was unreal the level of detail that went into the story, and yet, and then to find out that it was all made up just so he could have some time off. One of my favorites was I was at a store helping an employee set up his schedule, and he was doing it on his phone, and he minimized the browser, and when he did that. The next browser opened, and it was a bunch of naked ladies. (laughs) So he just exclaimed, shit! And then said, yeah, I'll just figure this out on my own. I told you not to bring it up. How could you do that? (laughs) So I had to fire someone for this this gentleman telling his two female co-workers that they would make great strippers because they had fantastic tits. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, where I come from, that's a compliment. Well, right? Okay. Just, right? Yeah, well, we're compliment indeed, but... And wow. when we had Good to terminate Lord. him, he had absolutely no idea why that was an issue. <laughs> because he thought it was a compliment. Are you serious? So you set that up perfectly. I was, that, that was, was a joke. <laughs> He had absolutely no clue. And he's like, why? But why? I mean, like, look at them. Like, they're they're beautiful. I'm like, sure. Oh, God. And I'm not having this discussion with you. Oh, you can't tell your coworkers that they'd make great strippers. I mean, if you have to have that conversation at this point, it's not your problem anymore. Right. HR. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. There's something else yeah, going on there, Yeah, speaking of, like, friend. the levels yeah. of, like, what constitutes going to HR versus... Right. <laughs> That was a that was Far a good beyond. example for sure. Uh, was that Boy. wrong? It I just I don't know. It seems fine to me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ryan's very good at stuff. Uh, <laughs> I have a job. I'm not getting fired anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. And this last one I just thought was hilarious because it's something that's just stuck in my head forever. Um, so an employee texted her manager when she was on her way to work that she was running late. But asked that if if the manager could go buy her a banana because she had really bad diarrhea and that's oh. why she was running late. God almighty. These oh. are real stories. God. First of all, first question, please. Is a banana a I'm good cure for diarrhea? I learned something today. <laughs> You know, I think like after this happened, I did look it up, but I don't remember if, if I found out whether or not that was actually a good cure or not. Well, I do remember when I first started teaching high school, I heard the story of a someone who used to teach there a long time ago who um, would, when he wanted to not come to work that day, he would call and he would call in sick essentially to work. 
But um, so that it sounded believable, he would always say, I have diarrhea. <laughs> and so he would call and say, I can't come in, I have diarrhea. And I guess finally, the uh, person who worked in the office who always took these calls, eventually after like several times, told him, you know, we can find, you don't need to tell me why you're not coming in. <laughs> like, you just say that you're sick and we'll just believe you. <laughs> you know what though? But when you start talking about stomach issues, that's when yeah. everyone goes, okay, you're sick. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like yeah. no one wants to talk about <laughs> your stomach issues. <laughs> oh, I've learned so much here. Wow. <laughs> Me, <laughs> yeah. Bananas, man. Who knew, you know? Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> the magical fruit. All right. Well, Val, thank you so much for spending so much time with us. Absolutely. And so I was questions. happy to be here. Thanks. Well, what do you think? That was a that was a, hey, that was a solid two weeks of interviews. Man, huh? uh, you know, what I a think show this I, is. I think we did a pretty good job uh, considering this was our first time ever doing uh, a two week back to back episode over yeah. uh, similar topics, mm-hmm. not counting the terrible terrible holiday times. Uh, I think I topics. think uh, this was this is one of my favorites, my friend. Yeah, we're a couple of real professionals up in here. Something like that. This is great. Well, this has been another episode of Adult Harder. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Stephen Luna for our wonderful theme music. So talented. So talented. Ugh. Very annoyed by it, etc. Thank you also to our associate producer Emily Shervoni. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at that. We we got her name right. Hey, someone asked. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Media Empire Media. Coffee's pretty good. Yeah, I like to drink coffee sometimes. Today's one of those days, you know? We should do, we should do an episode about that. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be... Uh, <sighs> Would you say riveting? A goddamn delight. Um...